I'm Neve Campbell, journalist for Sync I. In modern society, social media is quite literally everywhere and can often negatively impact on a person's mental health. That's why in this podcast series, I talk to some inspiring people from across Northern Ireland who are using social media for good. Positivity breeds positivity. So follow our podcast and share it across your own social media channels to spread some positive vibes. And enjoy. I've been speaking with Lee Chestnut, or as he is known on Instagram, at Mental Health by Lee. He is from Clorian and is a strong mental health advocate and public speaker. Despite growing up with dyslexia and dyspraxia, Lee is currently studying for a degree in communication and counselling at Ulster University Jordanstown. Lee discussed with me his mental health journey, how he is helping others cope with their mental health through his social media channels, and discussed his journey from almost taking his life seven years ago to losing his mother to where he is today. Enjoy. I had started the the mental health page because I have a tendency to help a lot of people, regardless mm-hmm. in my personal life or business life or whatever. And uh, I was studying at the time and people kept asking me for their advice and mm-hmm. I will give them, I'll not tell somebody what they want to hear, I'll tell them what they have to hear, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so I did that and uh, I ended up getting threats on my personal page. And uh, Threats? Yeah, threats on my personal page. So like stay at my stay at my life and And was it for anybody, people you knew? <laughs> yeah. This is this is people's partners and things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh anyone that knows me knows that I'm not that way inclined. Yeah. So it was really getting to me. I was at uh, sort of really understanding what the hell I had uh mental health terms. And uh I said to my I would always go back to my boss, my ex boss who has always always been there and uh, she just goes Lee you can't continue on like this you need to have your personal and your business sort of side separate I was like I can't do it I said I just can't she's like you can of course you can and uh, she's make a make an Instagram page and I was like no don't be silly nobody would ever want to listen to somebody like me and they're like it's not about listen it's just about having somewhere for someone to go to get your advice and your knowledge. I was like, right, okay, what should I call it? And uh, I just come up and I was like, well, what? She says, like, what's it about? And I says, well, it's going to be about mental health and it's me. And uh, she said the exact same thing as you about, well, it's sort of, you're, you're all, I'm all about like what you see is what you get sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I says, we'll just call it mental health, Billy. Why hide, why hide the subject about mental health? That's the whole the whole stigma behind it all and uh, that was it so it took me about two weeks to get that sorted about courage to get it up and running so I did it and I think it's two years later and I'm still there and I go out and try and promote stories about my struggle for the seven years that I've really come to terms with what I have. So seven years ago, trying to commit suicide mm-hmm. to where I am now, uh, which is in university and studying a degree in communication and counselling, which is bloody hard. I'm living with dyslexia as well and dyscalculia. So 
reading and writing and maths is not my, it's not definitely not my forte at all. So I'm really struggling with this home uh, learning environment. It's not, it's not my way at all. I need to be present in the class, conversations, banter flowing, yeah. just whole environment. I, I can't learn without that environment. Like for two years when I did the access course, I didn't take a note for two years. My way of learning was like the, the teacher would put notes and stuff up the board. I would take a picture and uh, we would have a conversation about it and the banter would be flowing and then I'd be sitting at home looking at the picture and I would remember the conversation and that's yeah. how I linked the two together. So this way right now that what I'm doing is not not ideal. So it's not. And when I started learning, again, uh, my mum had passed. Yeah. So I missed the first five weeks of the access course. And uh, I remember sitting and just thinking to myself, Riley, if you don't go this Monday, you won't go. You just won't go. You'll never go. It took me, I say, four years. Well, about three years to get to the point where I wanted to do something for myself, and that yeah. was go back to school and try and get a, an education. Because they never recognised that I had dyslexia or anything in school. Just said I was lazy. So, uh, mum had passed away from a sinus infection. And she was gone in five and seven weeks. So we missed the first five. Was just present, really. And just did my best. Got the help and support from the tech. And uh, and I got really, how could you say it? I got congratulated for passing. Because to miss five weeks of any part-time course is hard. To miss it in my circumstances of going through grieving, mental health issues, and the extreme learning difficulties that I have, mm-hmm. past, and even beat people in, in class, which I'm, <laughs> which to be fair, they are surprised that I did a couple of times get accused of cheating, uh, saying that you can't be dyslexic because how the hell did you beat me? So that's the sort of stuff I'm I've become accustomed to like that's a normal for me and to be knowing that that stuff's normal for me that's that's not right if you know what I mean you shouldn't be accustomed to people putting trying to put you down all the time yeah and that was a hurdle in itself so it was it's it's one of those things as well um which I know obviously because you are a disability union rep and stuff too it's people Mm -hmm. always see what's on the surface and they don't realize what's what's going on underneath and it's very hard but in a way you know like you're saying you've become so accustomed to it i know you help people a lot through your social media to to come through this as well to to try to take those negatives and push on through it and and be strong but although it is hard but be stronger for it and say well no actually i deserve this even more because i have overcome this with the learning disabilities i have and the way even you said as well the fact that you're your dyslexia and dyspraxia wasn't even identified in school um mm-hmm. you know to be sort of discouraged at a school level and to probably be made to think like you'll never you never will go to university but now you're actually going and doing something that um like i'm sure the, the counseling part of it is so, is so hard as well for you struggling with mental health problems but 
you know, I'm sure it makes you take a look at your at yourself and your own mental health problems because you then have to help people with similar mental health problems through that counselling. Exactly. The first semester was all about uh, reflecting on yourself because, well, I already did a lot of the stuff that we did finish or studied in the first semester. I had studied myself to get to the point where I'm at. So I had to look at myself, analyze each and individual part of my life. And that's what the first semester was all about. Trying to get to your demons, recognizing what they are and how you feel about them. Because like you said, if you can't, if you don't know your own self, how can you help somebody else? And that's yeah. exactly the words that they put to us. So we would have conversations, you know, like sort of many counseling sessions of questions and then analyze it through video the next week. And it's, it's actually astounding how you look on camera, you're subconscious, you're doing stuff that you don't even know that you're doing. Your body language is, it, it tells so much. It was, uh, was a true eye-opener, a true, true eye-opener, really. I'd say it was very difficult as well because, uh, like, there's, they were saying, like, you know, the hardest thing to do is look at yourself in the mirror for longer <laughs> than, than 60 seconds, you know, because you never, you never actually take that inward look at yourself. So I'd say it's actually a lot more difficult than people would think. I, to be honest, I had to turn it, I made them turn the camera off when we were analysing me. Analysing it, I was like, I can't, I need a, you need to give me 10 minutes here because I can't do this. I, when I do videos on, on Instagram and stuff, it's very, very rarely I will watch them back. Yeah. Very rarely. I don't, I don't really edit around. I just put it up, say what I want, say what I want, how I want, and that's it. And so be it. Well, this is it, like you're saying, you put up stuff unedited, and I know, like, sort of one of your themes, one of your catchphrases is real and raw. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you've got the t-shirts as well. <laughs> Actually, I'm wearing my hoodie right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is good. That's a good way to be, because again, I think especially in terms of social media, Instagram is one platform, particularly, probably more so than, like, Facebook and Twitter and all, where everything, you know, there's literally filters that you can put on your Instagram photos. There's people photoshop and, and use all these different editing tools and they just want the best version of themselves to be presented because it's it's such a visual um piece of social media so um i think the fact that your instagram is so real and raw and you know you put things up unedited i think that's quite encouraging especially for younger people as well to see that no like i don't always need to be smiling i don't always need to be um perfectly presentable to the world like it's not that's not real life you know what you're talking about is real life yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have had many people, uh, I can't, I'm not really a good speller or anything. And I've had people messaging me sort of when I started, you know, friends, sort of people that have come custom to my page at the start. And they're like, Lee, you've made a spell mistake here. You've made a spell mistake there. And I was like, look, man, to be honest, that's just my life. My life is full of mistakes. And so is everybody's. Yeah. If there's a spell mistake there and somebody wants to unfollow me because of a spell mistake, they're the people I don't want in my life. I've had enough of it correcting myself for other people. I'm doing this for me. And if they don't like it, see you later. And I'm like, man, I actually, I'm not bad at spelling. I don't even know where, what the spell mistake is. It still looks the same to me. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't correct something that I don't know how to spell. So it was very weird. And I just, people ask me, Ali, how do you get all the posts and stuff? I use my dictaphone. I speak the... I speak to my phone and it types it all for me. It it just goes to show as well, like you shouldn't be hindered by anything, you know, 
just because something like say for spelling for example is maybe a weakness of yours you know like you can turn it into a strength as well because you're so good at talking and you're still it's all about communication as long as you can communicate your point clearly mm-hmm. you know yeah um do you find Definitely. do you find instagram say someone else was thinking about starting up sort of a similar instagram blog because i know like you said yourself it is one one issue with mental health it's constantly you know you have to gear yourself up to do things you know you have to gear yourself up to to get going to class you have to gear yourself up to even um get started making your instagram page do mm-hmm. you find it therapeutic now that you have done it you know what what words of encouragement would you give to anyone that is afraid of starting anything that they maybe want to do but they're they're afraid of, of what other people will think of them or they're afraid of failure uh such such a good question and it's such common out there that people we're scared of the things that we don't know uh so to get the stuff that we know and become comfortable with we have to adapt and have that part of our lives like i have my first ever time video on my highlights compared to the way i am now Mm -hmm. and i keep it up there because that was so hard for me i was fidgety i was Oh, it's so cringeworthy, but it's it's a start and there's nothing that anybody could ever say to me that I have never said to myself. So it's it's really just doing it. Like I have coached a girl on becoming more confident in speaking on the camera and I got her to send me them, send me the videos of her just talking and, and then I point out the good and point out the tips where she could improve in. And now she's flying. So she is, she is flying. So it's just about having that fear, recognizing that it is a fear of yours and just bringing a bit at a time into your everyday life. And it'll become part of normal. Like doing Instagram now for me is normal. It's, it's not normal if I don't do Instagram, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's a good habit that you've sort of developed. Yeah, yeah. Like every, like nine o'clock is by the time that I would post every night. Uh, but I'm always slavering on my stories, <laughs> talking just whatever's on my mind. It's for me, it was like a, it's like an offload and what was thoughts in my head because I'm not a good uh, writer. You know, I've kept journals and stuff before, like psychiatrists and, counsellors have told me to do but this here is sort of like a release and it's a a way of getting my thoughts out out there so for me it's like a personal it's like a personal flog because everything on my instagram is personal it's what's happened in my life it's what's happening in my life it's just like a diary really honestly it's like a everything that i've balled up for you for years it's just coming out and people like they watch it. <laughs> well, this is it. Like I'm sure you get. Like I know you said before that you got a bit of negativity on your post, but I'm sure you get a lot of positivity too. Ah, uh, see at the start, I was it was so overwhelming. I had people I didn't know if I should post. I know they didn't know if should I do a story today. Should I not do a story? Don't know what to talk about. And I had a someone that I knew for years. And messaged me and said, Lee, where are you, why are you not talking today? I said, I just, I don't know what to say. It's just, uh, they said, you know, you're the reason why I got up in the morning. Aww. 
I'm like, no. They're like, yes. So please just keep doing, being you, being the person that you are, because you just don't know what how it's, how it's helping somebody. And that's still, to this day, like it's still, when somebody says, oh, the show is inspiring and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm just being me. And I don't know how to be anything else but it. But that, I think that is inspiring in itself. And I just think as well for every, say, 10 people, because um, a lot of people as well, they won't say negative things to your face, say, for every 10 people that talks about you behind your back. I think as long as you've helped that one person, you know what I mean? It makes it all worth it. Because yes, at, at the end of the day, negative people, you'll be on their minds for, you know, maybe two minutes and then they'll forget about you. But it's it's having that positive impact on at least just one person. And you obviously have it on far more than one person. So I think that that's amazing in itself. Thank you. Thank you. I'm learning. You have to learn to take the compliment and not... Uh, as a Northern Ireland country, we're very quickly saying, you know, somebody will say to you, oh, I like that wee t-shirt you got. And you're like, oh, this thing I just got on Freemark, Free yeah. or something. <laughs> How about you just stop and recognise the compliment and say, do you know what? Thanks. Appreciate that. We don't have to give, we're not giving compliments to get them back. Yeah. We're giving compliments because it's a good thing. And it, I believe you, me, it took me a long time, like a good two years to just realize and say thanks and don't give a compliment back or don't discourage that compliment in any way and so that's that's another thing that's very hard to do so it is it's another thing though that you're that you're learning to do and you're you're doing it through your social media and just on the point that you're making about northern ireland as, as a country the way we are and um, even just the UK, all of Ireland, men in general tend to not talk about their mental health problems. And I think that's a reason that your profile really stood out to me because there's quite a lot of bloggers in general tend to be quite female orientated and especially mm -hmm. the mental health ones. And you're here, you know, you're from this country and you're a man talking about um, your mental health. So that alone, I'm sure it was again very scary for you to start the blog for that reason, but, but you're mm -hmm. encouraging men to talk more do you find that you've received a really good response from men in terms of that uh yes i go to the gym and they all know who i am uh they all ask well how you uh, how's the head today it's very very open it's it's becoming i almost forget how abnormal it is to talk about your feelings because everywhere i'm surrounded it's so natural and men in general for where I am and I says well you know if you want to talk about it give me a shout and more times than enough they're, they're just happy enough knowing that they can say it if that makes sense one of the things you say is you know unfollow social media accounts that make you feel bad about yourself and yeah. try to get rid of the negative people in your life although it can be easier said than done but um what sort of tips would you give to people especially now because there are studies coming out that people's mental health, like depression and anxiety levels are rising because of self-isolation, you know. Um, and one, one thing about you too is that a lot of mental health blogs are talk, people talking about, oh, I have depression and I was like this a few years ago, but here I am now, you know, but you're talking about, it's not, 
it's not a, a fix-all problem. It's not, oh, I had depression then and now I'm completely cured. You know, you're talking about going through it yourself. You know, some yes. days are better than others. What would you, what advice would you give to people going through it? Oh, that is such a, a wide, wide question. Yeah. I <laughs> have took uh, a reasonable dip in, in my moods with being locked up in the house. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I need people to talk to and it's so hard at the minute with not so I had the belief that it was going to get better that's mm-hmm. first and foremost don't try to be the person you were before your illness I spent many many years trying to get the person that I was before I took my illness and really if I was the writing paper the stuff the things I had what I felt before my illness and what I have now, you wouldn't believe what I have achieved with just realizing what I have and acknowledging my illness and learning a bit about it and understanding how little things can affect you and understanding why it affected you. The knowledge you can get within yourself will pay dividends uh, long-term, long, long-term. So, so, Go back to your question. Definitely unfollow accounts that can make you feel like you're not doing enough. I have I have followed people and then unfollowed them because it's no relevant to my life. Mm-hmm. And you're building a circle, even if because it's on social because you're on on social media, you're still building a circle of what do you want in your life and because we are on the phones a lot, lot now, I would just follow the accounts that make that bring joy in my life. Keep your keep your friends that you speak to that make you happy and things. And I have unfollowed ones of mine that don't make me happy, and really that's their issue, not mine. So it's a hard, hard choice. You just have to believe that it gets better. It does get better. I'm living proof that it does. Make the tough choices, and do what you feel is right at the time because you can't go wrong if you feel it's right you can never go wrong you might it might it might go wrong but then that's still a lesson you've learned you're like right okay i did that what i felt right it didn't work out how can i how can i rectify it how can i make a different path the next time mm-hmm. if there is a next time if that answers your question no definitely and do you think as well, is there anything, I know that you have like taken a dip and stuff and I know you're really busy with your, your uni work and stuff. Um, is there any advice you'd give to people, particularly just in isolation, you know, in terms of um, getting up every day? Because I know for some people it's very hard to, to get out of bed mm-hmm. because they know that they, they can't go to work or they can't go out yeah. and, and see friends. Definitely. Definitely. I would, I have done, I've, I've made a routine, like try and stick to it. If you were getting up at seven o'clock in the morning every day to go to work, lie on to eat. Don't punish yourself for having that bit of a sleep. And if you have kids like me, maybe boy has to live with me at the minute because of the isolation problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, he's got dyslexia, but I'm not, I'm not too hard on him about the whole educating and stuff like that because I see it all the time on social media. Everybody's doing this. I'm doing this right. I'm doing that right. You're doing your best. And recognize that you're doing your best and 
don't put too much pressure on yourself. Set yourself a routine to break up your day. I try and put two hours into my coursework every day. Does it happen every day? No. Did I wish it did? Yes. But that's life. Life is messed up. Get up, make the bed, open your curtains, bring the sun in, get that cup of coffee, and then just relax. Enjoy the time that you have now. And if you aren't learning, learn something. Learn something that you always said, oh, I wish I had the time to do that. Well, now you do. Now you have the time to do that thing that you wish you never did. Definitely. And I think as well, it's one of those things to learn something for yourself, not just so that you can post about it on social media. You know what I mean? Like, you know, make it so that it's for you, you personally. Like, yes, you can post about it on social media if you want, but don't be doing it just to impress other people or to feel like you're being productive to other people. Yeah. Did you always have mental health problems, do you think? Or was it like, was it underlying? And because it was, I know it's getting a bit more talked about now, especially with men in this country, but I know like, you know, even 10, five years ago, it just was such a, even more of a stigma, it was never really talked about. So do you think it's, you always had, issues, everyone has mental health, but do you think you always had issues with your mental health or did it only uh, really spring up at a certain time? Well, I'll tell you the God's honest truth. And I don't know, well, probably as in my older posts, I got my mental health issue through uh, the breakup of my relationship. Mm-hmm. break up with my marriage so you get a you can get any mental health issue with a significant event in your life and that could be anything that is so broad what a significant event to an individual is mine was my marriage it, it totally destroyed me and uh it's only the last i would say the last three years i'm getting my life back on track you know living in the car being homeless, living on sofas, weeks on end, not seeing kids, showering in the local, you know, local leisure centre, trying to go to work. It's, it's, it's a hard, hard thing. And to say a mental health or mental illness only happens because of certain reasons, it, it's not, that's not true. It's not true. It's a significant offence to the individual. And that could be anything. That could be anything from losing uh, a pet that you've loved for all your life and now it's gone. You can get issues through that. Like that's a whole grieving process there. Mm-hmm. And you might never ever back get over that there. And that could play long-term effects on your mental health for the future. So don't ever take the opinion of somebody, oh, just you'll be fine. Sure, it's not a big deal. I went through this, I went through that. But at the time, that's the hardest thing you've ever went through in your life. Just because I had a breakup of marriage, people break up every day. It just destroyed me. And if your pet dies, that just destroys you. But these things do make us stronger for the next time it could happen. And we learn ways to cope and ways to adapt. Our bodies and minds are really, they're fascinating with everything I've studied the last three years, it's four years even, it's, it's crazy how we can uh, adjust, just crazy, but yeah, yeah, just to break up with my 
marriage really affect it. And then the then my mum passing. Mm-hmm. I remember just saying like I was working eight, eight, nine hours a week doing home care. And going in looking for uh, looking after the elderly in their homes. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what the hell am I doing here? What am I living for? Like nine hours a week. And then two days two days off, that was the two days I seen the kids and I was just shouting at them because I was so tired. Yeah. And I just made a stand. I was like, that's it. I'm doing stuff for me. And I followed my heart and it's led me here. So. But that is, it's so good because a lot of people just get stuck in that rut of, you know, get a job, you know, make, mm-hmm. make money, live your life, you know, go to bed every night, get up and do the same thing. But I think you need to be doing something even people who maybe are working in jobs and they're earning quite a lot of money, if it doesn't make you happy, yeah, what's the point? Uh, it's, that was that's, that was my motto. I I would say I'm quite poor at the minute. Uh, never, I would like to make some money, uh, of course, but never did I evolve my life around as much money as I had. That wasn't the basis of why I live. No. It's not the basis of how I live my life. My life is what makes me the happiest at the minute. Is this making me happy? Is this truly making me happy? If it is, I'm going with it. If it's not, it gets dumped. That's plain and simple. Does it make you happy? Yes. Does it not? No. Let it go. And if you can try and stick by them rules, you'll have hurdles. And that's even in relationships and friendships. You'll have hurdles, things that people will say you don't like. And... You have a choice. Every step you make is a choice to take for happiness or just be comfortable in that life that you live. You have to be willing to change if you want to change it and make the tough choices. And I know I have no choices to come. Yeah, it's about taking responsibility for yourself too, isn't it? You know, and mm-hmm. I think that can be the hardest thing, like we're saying, to, to look back at videos of yourself and to actually take a look at your own life. It's it's all about if, if something's not going right and it's out of your control, you know, if, if there's anything you can do, like cutting out someone that's maybe been in your life for years, but they're not mm-hmm. actually making a positive impact. Like it is hard initially, but you do have to, you have to take that responsibility. Definitely. I would, I, when I do some workshop stuff, I was like, I always build it around like your circle. Like if we're all falling around, going around in a circle. And have you ever stopped and asked like, what's going on here because you're just following everybody else around and around and around it takes courage to stand out of that crowd and say excuse me where are we going mm-hmm. I don't want to go I don't want to continue to go around in circles and circles and circles so it takes a month's courage to step out and say I want to change and I hope that somebody listens to this and they take it on board and they look at their lives and they think, do you know what? I can change. I'm going to change. And if you stay consistent with that, I guarantee you in six weeks, you will look back and wish that you had done it a long, long time ago. Yeah. Long and time ago. Also, don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything like you're, like yourself <laughs> with, you know, your dyslexia and dyspraxia and everything. You're flying now. Like, and it's, it's really great to see. I have never... Never in my life did anyone, even family members, say that I could be going to uni. Oh. Never. 
never, never, never. And I had a conversation last month, last month, and I said, you know what? I wonder, could I apply for my doctorate? Them words come out of my mouth, like I could apply for my PhD and become Dr. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and in secondary school, I was just told that wasn't good enough. And for so many years, I'm so used to people saying that I'm not good enough that I, you believe that because it's the only thing what you know. Until I stop listening to everybody else and start trying and trusting people to help me has got me to the place where I'm at now. Like I'm actually considering doing my PhD when this is over. Like, words that had never, conversations like that never happened in my life until, until let's say that I had my mental health issue and I had to come back up from the gutter, from the brink of near just not wanting to be in this world to now I want to be on top of, on top of it. Exactly. And I know people can do that. 100%. Lee, thank you so much. Um, it, it has been a really good, a, a great conversation, and especially just hearing your own story. And if anyone does want to follow you on Instagram, it's just at Mental Health by Lee, L E E. Um, yep. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Honestly, it's been a pleasure, really.